Hello, traders. I'm your host, Chicago Sean, Sean McLaughlin, and this is the Trade Ideas How Do I podcast, where we answer the universal question, how do I get the most out of trade ideas and make more money? Well, today on the show, we're going to be talking about just that, how to make more money and how to do it in a very simple way. It's it's almost unbelievable how simple this is. I've got Steve Gomez here. Steve, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you? Thanks for having me. Steve is the uh, the brains behind the free trade of the week email that many of you listening to this podcast probably get. And if you don't, what are you waiting for? It's free. We'll put the little link in the show notes here uh, to sign up for the free trade of the week. It gets published every Monday morning, gets sent out every Monday morning. And Steve is using trade ideas technology to uncover stocks that have the potential for a big breakout, or at least a breakout that we can make some money on. And man, Steve, I, I don't want to jinx it, but boy, have you been on a big run with that service over the last, I don't know, what, six to 12 months now? I mean, you've been doing it a long time, but for the last six to 12 months in particular, killing it. That's me knocking on wood. <laughs> yes, thank you. And uh, we'll hope to keep it going. You never know. Um, it's been a good little run. So yeah, it's why not? Let's talk about it. Um, there's there's reasons uh, that I think it's uh, kind of evolved into a, a nice little uh, system and process for me uh, each weekend. So um, so yeah, thanks. Uh, it's it's been it's been a good process. Literally, it's been something I've been uh, honing and evolving a trading style over the last 24 years. I started with futures and commodities, as you recall, back in the 94 95 era with a Lind Waldock account and five thousand bucks. And uh, Brad Williams and I fighting over the expensive, um, what was that uh, signal, that little handheld thing everybody wanted, the Quotrek, the Quotrek. Remember Quotrek, the Quotrek? oh my goodness, yeah. Remember what that was like, just the holy grail if you had the Quotrek, otherwise you were dealing with 20-minute <laughs> delayed quotes. But learn to trade back then, and just over the years, many different styles, day trading, but it's evolved into swing trading, but I call it, call it swing scalping, because when it's done right, the daily charts kind of turn into like more of a scalp chart. You're positioning yourself, anticipating, setting up, and then participating, and then uh, bailing out, and then looking for the next uh, next wave. Well, you know, this is why I think this is so exciting is because, look, you and I know this, we get a lot of people coming to trade ideas. Um, they're, they're very active traders, and, and they're coming to us because we have the tools that really make the active trading lifestyle a little bit easier, right? It takes a lot of the hard work out of scanning the market for opportunities and, 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 and being alerted in real time when stuff happens that you want to pay attention to. And that's all well and good. But just because you're trading more doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make more money. And with the trade of the week, I mean, it can't be more simple. It's one trade, Steve, and it doesn't even trigger every week. But if you do one trade a week, I mean, the numbers are astounding. I'm looking at the, the graph here. And again, this will be in the blog post that we'll share later. If somebody had started with a $10,000 account, we're not talking, you know, you don't have to have a million dollars to trade uh, this, this, these ideas. With just a $10,000 account, if you started following the trade of the week uh, on March 1st, uh, you know, basically, you know, when the whole world was going crazy, just $10,000, you'd be up nearly 158% on your money in what? It's not, it hasn't even been a year yet, Steve. It's been 10 months. Anyone who gets a 157, almost 158% return, regardless of their style of trading, whether they're a high-frequency trader, whether they're a long-term investor, if they're doing 50 trades a day, 
or one trade of the day. doesn't matter. 158% return is pretty damn good. Who cares how you got it? Well, I've been trading my mom's account for about six months now, doing this, literally trading four different accounts, honestly, uh, with this particular style. Um, and she looked at it after turning it over to me, and she thinks I'm a witch now. I don't know what the hell she thinks her son <laughs> turned into, but <laughs> I'm happy to help her there. But the other thing is those numbers you just quoted, remember, a trade idea is... We like to be a conservative in our numbers and we like to set the bar kind of low. So that literally was not a compounded return. Uh, the compounded return, meaning if you took the entire uh, winnings from the prior week of the trade of the week and invested the entire uh, profits into the next trade and kept compounding those winnings, it was a hell of a lot more. So that was the conservative estimate, but I'll take it any day of the week. That's a pretty darn good return. You know, and, and to the skeptics out there who want to say, oh, well, you know, no one's better than a coin flip. Anyone can get right uh, 50, more than 50% of the time or just around 50% of the time. And that, and that might be true. And in this case, uh, the win rate during this stretch since March 1st has been, according to our stats here, 71%. And that's great. But even if you were just hitting at a 50% win rate, right? You're like you're no better than a coin flip. The other stat here that we that we showed, which is which is amazing and so important, is that the average winner has been in the neighborhood of 10%, whereas the average loser has been uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 4%. So Steve, it's just simple math. Even if you're just 50-50 on your guesses, you, I mean, let's call them guesses, right? I, I know yeah. they're not guesses, Steve. I'm not trying to insult you. They're educated guesses. But let's just say you're flipping a coin. Look, if your average winners are more than twice the size of your average losers, you're still going to come out ahead. That is correct. And so that's an, that's an important part of what you're doing with this service. You're not just giving people smart ideas that are generated from our software, but you're also giving them a good risk management framework around it to manage the position. Did you not? I just got an email from my mom. <laughs> Media Ameritrade. <laughs> wow. Keep up the good work. Love you, mom. Um, yeah. Um, and I can tell you, honestly, I'm surprised that the trade of the week is at that high of a win percentage because it I don't want to say it bothers me, but it, it kind of irks me a little bit that people all the time come in, they say, well, what's your win percentage? whether it's trade ideas, AI, or whether it's personally traded, that's not important, as you said. And, and this data over stretched out over nine or 10 months is now demonstrating that. I will say though, in the other three out of uh, accounts I'm trading in, it, it is more like closer to 50%, but the accounts are still doing great um, because of that win to loss ratio. Literally, I think it works out to about, in this case, when we look at the data, it's risk one buck to make two and a half. And that's uh, what the what the ratio looks like. I think just to that is. I mean, that's the secret to success, right there, in mm -hmm. a nutshell. Because, I mean, nobody wants to admit it. Everyone who's been involved in the stock market for a long time and, and has uh, had any level of success, uh, we all want to attribute it that we have attributed to some kind of special skill that we have, right? I mean, we all want to feel special. But at the end of the day, Steve. If you're managing your trades like this and your, your average winners are bigger than your average losers, uh, which takes discipline, then you could be batting, you could be only making money on three out of 10 trades and you're still going to come out ahead. You're not going to blow the doors out necessarily, but you're going to be a net winner, which already puts you in the top echelon of all traders out there. Because as you and I sadly know, most traders don't make money. Uh, and, and, and those come down to one of two reasons. Usually it's because they don't have the right tools to help them you know, find the right setups for what they want to do. 
or they don't have proper risk management. And the trade of the week email that you put out every week addresses both of those shortcomings for most traders. And we don't need to make our lives complicated, Steve. Let's take what works and let's build on it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I like to do. I like to help. You know, not everybody can come to this game with, you know, they say it takes 10,000 hours to start to feel like an expert in something. I think you and I are probably approaching about 40,000 hours at this point. <laughs> and I'd like to give back a little bit and try and help people uh, shorten the learning curve, lose a little less money on the mistakes they might make and help them work towards, as you said, yes, that greater understanding of how to manage and risk manage. If, you know, if you've got a portfolio of 10 things, you should be constantly dropping the bottom 20% if they're not working. Um, and just a side note uh, for swing trading, I like to take a lot of swing trades at the end of the day because I wanna see how the candle's gonna close up and how it's gonna look for everybody's homework that night. So, um, and I will also very rarely exit a trade uh, midday because you'll hear me say in the email quite often, do not let the candle close below this particular rising moving average or what have you. I wanna see how the end of the day candle closes up. And that gives me um, the ability to just kind of see the bigger picture and not get too caught up in the moment. So that's one thing I've definitely learned over the years. But at the end of the day, you see a couple of those stragglers at the bottom. You know, you got nine, eight, seven, eight greens and two or three reds. And this one just closed on lows under that critical movement. You got to let that one go. Free it up. Turn that into cash. Turn it into dry powder. Get that mental uh, space out of your head and just keep moving. Like you said, three out of ten. Ted Williams was a hero for hitting four out of ten. So if you want to use the baseball analogies. Well, and Steve, before we get accused of just cheerleading bullish trades in a bull market and rising tides lift all boats, the trade of the week is not a long only strategy. Like from time to time when the setups are right, you will take a short trade, right? There are a couple of defensive things that we do. And I, and I recognize that not everybody has the ability to, to jump in and grab a short locate on a stock that looks great to us active traders with different opportunities. So there are, there are occasions, there's been you know numerous occasions, five or six, maybe over the last three years where I've just called cash. I said, cash is a position. There's no need to force it this week, all right? Don't lean in and try and hit the pitch. Just sit back and wait. I've also called SDSs, which are a um, interesting way of shorting the market. Uh, if most people can do it in their account, just buying the SDSs as an inverse. Uh, if the S&P goes down 2% that day, SDSs are going to go up 4% on that day. So I've called SDSs as just kind of a blanket uh, idea for the week if I can't see anything long. But And then, you know, like our old friend Jim Cramer says, there's always buyers in something. There's always a bull market in something. Maybe gold comes alive. Maybe energy comes alive. There's always going to be a chart that's looking good, even in a bear market. But it's, it's going to be a little harder. We'll, we'll say that. I've definitely um, counted the blessings of the bull market that we've had to be the backdrop of the data that we've got on the trade of the week here. So for those of you uh, who are maybe hearing about the trade of the week for the first time and you're not subscribing to it, uh, we'll put a link here in the podcast notes uh, where you can sign up uh, for the free trade of the week. Did I say it was free? Steve, it's free, right? Good. Very good price. <laughs> Can't argue with that price. So please sign up for the free trade of the week. Uh, if nothing else, if you, if you don't take any of the trade ideas themselves, at least you can learn by watching the process as Steve goes through around you know what triggers an entry and 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 what you use to get out. I mean, this is educational more than anything else. Uh, so there's nothing, nothing. There's no downside to subscribing to the trade of the week email. And and boy, it's been such a great run and. Uh, 
It's just, it really drives home the point, Steve, that trading doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to come up with all kinds of crazy analytics and indicators and multi-layered entries and exits. Uh, it can be as simple as just mm -hmm. following trends, buying and getting out at your targets and getting out at your stop losses and, and doing it once or twice a week. I mean, these numbers prove it out, right, Steve? Yeah, and don't forget, if you don't participate or if you're just kind of a, a watcher of the Trade of the Week, don't forget that I will go over them every Tuesday night in my 5 o'clock Eastern uh, Trade of the Week webinar. So we'll get a lot more color each week on what's happening. And again, again, I write this over the weekend. And so by Monday and Tuesday, we've got two more days of data to look at the, uh, the chart and see how it developed and talk about where we go from there. All right, and that's maybe a little coda I should add to that is that when, when you publish a trade of the week, it doesn't necessarily mean that you just go and buy it on the open on Monday. No. You're looking for a specific trigger price to get in. And if that trigger price doesn't happen within, and you give it a couple of days, right? Till Wednesday, I think, right? Yes, yes, typically by Wednesday. And I try to put it in bold context and it's kind of buried in the middle. So for you lead readers that don't like to read more than two sentences, it might behoove you to really dig down there and make sure you don't jump into these things too early and wait for the trigger. Right. We're not just blindly buying. We're buying at a price for a reason. And if it doesn't get there, we don't, we, we, it's a no play. We don't do anything. And there's nothing wrong with sitting on your hands when the layups don't, uh, when the setups don't happen the way we want them to. You got it. Well, Steve, thanks for doing this, buddy. Um, I mean, this is a great service that you've been providing on behalf of Trade Ideas to, to our customers and, and uh, everybody wins in a scenario like this. So this is great. And thanks for all the hard work you do on a daily basis, my man. <laughs> You got it, buddy. Thanks for the good podcast you guys put out. <laughs>